0: Letter twenty of Letters from England, eighteen forty six to eighteen forty nine, by Elizabeth Davis Bancroft, read for dot into the public domain. Letter to Mister and Missus I P D, my dear Uncle and Aunt, London, June twentieth, eighteen forty seven. On the nineteenth, we breakfasted with Lady Byron and my friend Miss Murray at Mister Rogers's. He and Lady Byron had not met for many many years and their renewal of friendship was very interesting to witness mr rogers told me that he first introduced her to lord byron after breakfast he had been repeating some lines of poetry which he thought fine when he suddenly exclaimed but there is a bit of american prose which i think had more poetry in it than almost any modern verse he then repeated i should think more than a page from dana's two years before the mast describing the falling overboard of one of the crew and the effect it produced not only at the moment, but for some time afterward. I wondered at his memory, which enabled him to recite so beautifully a long prose passage, so much more difficult than verse. Several of those present, with whom the book was a favourite, were so glad to hear from me that it was as true as interesting, for they had regarded it as partly a work of imagination. Lady Byron had told Mr. Rogers when she came in that Lady Lovelace, her daughter Ada, wished also to pay him a visit and would come after breakfast to join us for half an hour. She also had not seen Rogers, I believe, ever. Lady Lovelace joined us soon after breakfast, and as we were speaking of the enchantment of Stafford House on Wednesday evening, Mr. Rogers proposed to go over it and see its fine pictures by daylight. He immediately went himself by a short back passage through the park to ask permission, and returned with all the eagerness and gallantry of a young man to say that he had obtained it. We thus had an opportunity of seeing, in the most leisurely way and in the most delightful society, the fine pictures and noble apartments of Stafford House again. On Tuesday Mr. Hallam took us to the British Museum, and being a director he could enter on a private day, when we were not annoyed by a crowd, and, moreover, we had the advantage of the best interpreters and guides. We did not even enter the library, which requires a day by itself, but confined ourselves to the antiquity rooms. As I entered the room, devoted to the Elgin marbles, the works of the divine Phidias, I stepped with awe, as if entering a temple, and the secretary, who was by my side, observing it, told me that the Grand Duke Constantine, when he came a few days before, made as he entered a most profound and reverential bow. This was one of my most delightful mornings, and I left the antiquities with a stronger desire to see them again than before I had seen them at all. Sunday, June 27th I went on Wednesday to dine at Lord Monteagle's to meet Father Matthew, and the Archbishop of Dublin, Dr. Whatley, also dined there. Father Matthew spoke with great interest of America and of American liberality, and is very anxious to go to our country. He saw Mr. Forbes at Cork and spoke of him with great regard. On Saturday Mr. Bancroft went to the palace to see the King of the Belgians, with the rest of the diplomatic corps. After his return we went to Westminster Hall to see the prize-pictures, as Lord Lansdowne had sent us tickets for the private view. The Commission of Fine Arts have offered prizes for the best historical pictures that may serve to adorn the new Houses of Parliament, and the pictures of this collection were all painted with that view. One of those which have received a prize is John Robinson, bestowing his farewell blessing upon the pilgrims at Leyden, which is very pleasing." It was, to me, like a friend in a strange country, and I lingered over it the longest. JULY second, Wednesday evening we went to Lady Duff Gordon's, who is the daughter of Mrs. Austin, where was a most agreeable party, and, among others, Anderson, the Danish poet-author of The Improvisateur. He has a most striking poetical physiognomy, but, as he talked only German or bad French, I left him to Mr. Bancroft in the conversation way. The next morning, before nine o'clock, we were told that Mr. Rogers, the poet, was downstairs. I could not imagine what had brought him out so early, but found that Moore, the poet, had come to town and would stay but a day, and we must go that very morning and breakfast with him at ten o'clock. We went and found a delightful circle. I sat between Moore and Rogers, who was in his very best humour. Moore is but a wreck, but a most interesting one. End of Letter 20 Read by Sibella Denton All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, please visit LibriVox.org.